Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Romaldi here with Street Talk Theology. We take theology and bring it to the streets. Give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Uh, any questions, concerns? Here we are on 91.1 Grace FM, a voice of never-ending grace. And that's our local station. And obviously you can hear us on the Christian podcast community at strivingforeternity.org. This is our third session. I, I don't like to use the word session. It's like counseling sessions, right? But this is, <laughs> this is our uh, our third session, if I may, with uh, David Edgington. And David wrote a book called The Abusive Wife. And at the end of this one, because I this will be, <laughs> I don't want to bother David anymore. I've already, already had him now for an hour, and I'm going to get him for another half hour. But we will keep a few minutes at the end where you can get in touch with David and where you can pick up his book. I think his book is a necessary read. So, uh, David, just quickly introduce yourself. And then I have a question that I think we have on this paper that I think I I want you to answer. So, uh, David, let them know who you are and and talk about this book for a a little bit if people are are tuning in for the first time. Yep. I'm David Edgington. I'm a local pastor here in Phoenix, Arizona, been a senior pastor for 30 something years now and a nuthetic counselor for about 20 years, full-time, a full-time nuthetic counselor. And um, I've actually written four books. Dominic's mentioning the one, The Abusive Wife, written uh, three other books, Romancing Your Savior and Your Spouse, which talks about the other side of the abusive wife. So this is what the marriage should look like. This is a beautiful portrait of what marriage should be. So that's romancing your savior and your spouse. Uh, third book is is the beauty of biblical meditation, which reminds us of how to meditate on the word of God and let that affect our lives. And then the last book is pornography is a murderer, the suicide of the soul. So all four of those books are available on Amazon, or you can get it on my website, compassionatecounselors.com. And uh, it'll give you a link to the Amazon page. And if any of your listeners want to contact me, Dominic, feel free to do so. My email address is counseltheword at pm.me. That's counsel, C-O-U-N-S-E-L, the word at pm. That's paulmichael.me, Michael Edward. And um, I'll even give you my phone number, 602-384-4417, because I just want to help men. I just want to help them that are that are going through this. So the the question here, which will probably take up the next 25 minutes, our last segment, and then maybe a a question after that, is how does a man spot or understand that he may be seeing a reviling person or maybe before they get married? Is there some traits that a man can see that would put up some stop signs, so to speak. And and, and I want to be careful there too, but uh, maybe something you can, is there some signs that we can look at? Um, sure. Well, you know, the first thing I would suggest is that 
your listeners get a copy of my book, The Abusive Wife, and it will it will get them an idea of what what we're even talking about. The other podcasts that you and I have done together will will help to round that out a bit. But I would just suggest suggest that your listeners get a copy of the book so they have a, a basis, a foundation of what what is this issue all about. But um, there's the other aspects. How does a young man who's not married yet how does he look at a prospective future wife and say, well, I think she's going to be a reviling wife? The easy answer is nobody Nobody can tell that. You, you're, not, you're not going to infallibly be able to predict that. But some things that I think are warning signs that you want to look at, I'll put a little caveat on that. I think when men and women are, are dating, they're always on their best behavior. You know they'll they'll go along with each other over everything, and everything they see is 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 wonderful and great. So it's hard to be critical of a potential spouse because you're just getting to know each other. You don't want to just automatically think the worst of anybody. But I think the the man has to look at this and say, okay, how how has this woman been influenced by feminist culture? What has really gotten a grip on her? What is her family like? What's her mom and dad like? How how do they how do they view uh, a biblical worldview? Do they see it through the lens of scripture, or is it more through the lens of culture? So, in other words, is this young woman just fiercely independent, and she's not going to look at being a, a you know a wife that's going to help her husband and be his helpmate, his complement, or is she just geared for being independent and she wants to? She wants to rule in the home. I think the young man has to look at that and say, I've got to be careful. I think another another trait would be, you know, we're talking about submission. Is this a young lady that has demonstrated that she submits to her father, to her own father? Mm-hmm. Seeing what uh, what that relationship is like with her, with her father. But then the young man also having some interaction with the young lady's mother. What is she like? Is she a, a force to be reckoned with, or is she a, a wife that has demonstrated to the father, to her husband, that um, that that she is is working that way? So I think there's a number of things like that that a young man is going to have to be very careful and cautious, not terrified, not too frightened to never get married, but to look at this and say, there's some traits about women that that are not very attractive to the average young man. You know, David, I usually 99.9 on Street Talk Theology, we don't talk about things before, because I just like conversation. I think it makes for the best podcast, just kind of kicking it back and forth. And and But this is a little bit of a something that I did, we did mention off air, so we want to be really careful here. But, and the Bible is clear that Divorce is not something that's biblical, and, and we know that. Uh, but we talked about if somebody uh, comes into our office with some abusive scars, if if somebody's been beaten up and stuff, I am not going to recommend that that wife stays in the house and get beaten up. I mean, um, I, I don't know where I'm going to go with that. After that, I mean, obviously, it's always good to try to reconcile, but stuff like that is, you know, we have to be very careful. Sure. And again, those are physical scars. You can see them. 
it's probably an easier call at least to separate at that time. You don't want to see someone uh, beaten to a pulp, whether it's man or woman. I'm, I'm just being, I want to be careful here. So this type of reviling, which is more cognitive, is there ever, is there ever room here for divorce? And I know that I'm not, I'm not going to, we're not going to rubber stamp this, obviously, but can this get so bad that that it may cause a divorce? Or it, again, I, I want to be careful, but maybe you can round it off a little bit if that that makes sense. Sure, sure. That's a, it's a good good question. It's a big question too. Um, you know, the simple answer is is that God hates divorce. We know that the Word of God teaches that that God's God's will is not for a marriage to be destroyed. Amen. Uh, and and yet there are times when obviously that takes place and we you know we we don't want to put we don't want to take a light view of marriage and say well you got some fighting going on just divorce just get it over with but we also don't want to take a heavy view of this either and say well just stay in that marriage even though it's wicked and horrible for instance the situations that you're mentioning okay you've got a wife that comes into your office and she's you know she's black and blue and and she's obviously been beaten by her husband. It's like, okay, we don't just send her back into the home. We have the period of separation for them. And then we try to counsel them and help the husband in that case and, and lead him to repentance. But as you mentioned, the the reviling type of situation. So, so in other words, in that case, I wouldn't just say, well, she's being beaten, just get a divorce. I'm like, well, no, let's Let's let the word of God work in this marriage. Let's see if God is going to grant repentance and through the mercy of God that the change will happen. And then we slowly bring that family back together again. But as you mentioned about reviling with this, it's not physical scars necessarily, even though there is a chapter in my book on physical violence. Reviling often leads to vis physical violence and men that are getting beaten by their wives. And you may not see those scars either because the woman is not, you know, she's not necessarily uh, bruising him, but she is assaulting him. So that that can happen. But let's just leave it in the sense of reviling. Let's just talk about that a little bit more where it's just verbally beating him down day in and day out. You know, the old adage, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. It's a terrible, terrible adage. Sometimes the verbal abuse, the verbal reviling is worse than the physical than the physical abuse that happens. Um, I've had men tell me, I just wish my wife would hit me. It would be so much easier to bear than just being beaten down verbally day in, day out, uh, disrespected in front of my children. You know, it, it becomes wearisome. It becomes lonely. It becomes... The men become suicidal too, because they're they're trapped with that sense that I, I don't believe in divorce, but I'm not getting any help from my church, and my wife is just wicked towards me. What do I do? How do I get out of this dilemma? So again, if there's men that are out there, I pray that they call you, Dominic, or call me. Be glad glad to help you to walk through this. Um, are there times where divorce is going to happen with a reviling wife? It often is inevitable, 
And the wife will be usually the one that files for divorce. It's usually not going to be the husband because the husband doesn't want a divorce. He wants to stay married. He's trying to keep things intact. He's trying to keep the children um, with a mom and a dad in the home. He's a good man. They're good fathers. But Proverbs 14.1 says, The wisest of women builds her house, but with her own hands she tears it down. That's of, of all the scriptures that describe the reviling wife, that's probably the most glaring one, that she's tearing down her house with her own hands. And now she's going to become more bitter and more angry and more lonely. And, and, and it's just going to go worse and worse for her. It's far better to, to ask God to soften your heart and repent and turn to the Lord. And he, he will bring his healing balm to that that soul that is so hardened. So, so again, I, I, you know, I, I'm probably not answering your question as directly as you'd like, because it's a, it's a hard question. I don't want to say no, never get a divorce because that just keeps some people in bondage, but I don't want to say, well, just get a divorce because it's so hard. These men need good pastoral counseling, but it needs to be newthetic counseling and it needs to be pastors and counselors that are going to believe the man when he says, this is what's going on. This is how bad it is. Pastor or counselor that's listening to this, don't just minimize what that poor man is saying. And then if that man starts getting angry, you go, you know, you might be provoking him to anger because not only is his wife doing this to him, but you, the pastor or counselor, are doing this to him too. So, uh, so again, so those men that are struggling in this kind of a relationship, boy, I, I pray that they get help. And of course, call me, you know, get a hold of me and I'd be glad to, to help you and walk through this with you because you're not going to, here's another thing. The husband is not going to be able to help his reviling wife. He's going to be the last person that she's going to listen to. Now, she may not listen to you, Dominic, or me. Even though we're pastors, she might say, oh, you're just a typical toxic male and, you know, and all of that. But the husband is going to be the absolute last person that she's going to listen to because she doesn't want to submit to him already. It's it's already uh, a struggle in her own heart. You know, as you as you're talking about this and I and I think you answered it perfectly because you, you can't land. It's just and it's got to be a case by case basis. And, 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 and I know that. But. One thing I was thinking about concerning yourself and your counseling, and I thank God for this because you're in it for reconciliation. That's your whole premise is to look at the situation and to try to get this reconciled. And I am so thankful that the Bible is big on reconciliation. And I think you need to speak to that because I, I want people to understand, because I know, David, that as tough as this book, and I know it was tough because I know David, as this book was to write, the reason this book is written is for reconciliation, is for somebody to come into David's office dealing with this situation Yes, to point it out, David has pointed this out as sin, whether it's with the spouse, whether it's with the, the wife, the, the husband. But David's whole plight here 
is biblical reconciliation. That's where David's heart's at. And as, as, as some of this stuff is hard to grasp, hard to listen, but we need to put our big boy pants on, all of us, and we have to realize these things are happening in this society. David Edgington is here to bring reconciliation to issues in the Bible that sinners go through. And you can ask Adam and Eve when you get to heaven. But <laughs> so as we close out our last segment, I want them to hear the heart of David Edgington. Not Yes, David is going to challenge and bring up tough sub subjects, which I don't think many people is going to, you know, tackle. But he did. So you got to give him a chance to explain that him counseling this reviling woman or husband, whatever it is, is to bring reconciliation to the marriage, to bring them back on a biblical plane. Is that fair? To, uh, sure. The good, good, uh, good lead in, brother. Very good. Um, reconciliation is the goal. And yet there's some things that have to happen before reconciliation can take place. Obviously, if we've been talking about this for a while and listening, um, the first thing that has to happen is we've got to be repentant about our anger. Ephesians 4 talks about all the different forms of anger, wrath, bitterness, malice, all of these have put them all away, Paul says. We've got to be repentant about anger. So have to deal with our own hearts. So if, if, so if you're a reviling wife and you are just angry at your husband, okay, he may be doing some things that say, boy, why is my husband such a knucklehead? That may be the case, but you have got to deal with your angry heart. And the second thing after that is to look at this and say, I've got to learn how to forgive my husband because he's doing some things that are provoking me. Okay, maybe they're maybe they're dumb things he's doing or saying. Maybe they're things you don't agree with. I've got to, I've got to not only repent of my anger, but now I have to forgive him. And forgiveness, remember, forgiveness is one way. I can forgive you whether you forgive me or not. Mm. Jesus on the cross, right? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Jesus is forgiving people as they are murdering him. Uh, Stephen in Acts chapter 7, he is being stoned to death, and he says, Lord Jesus, don't hold their sin against them. He, he is forgiving them as they are murdering him. So you don't have to have the other person to be sorrowful or even repentant. Forgiveness is about your own heart. So you forgive from your heart towards that, that husband that you disagree with. And now, once you've dealt with your anger, repentant over your anger, and you've addressed forgiveness and you've forgiven your husband, now we can work towards reconciliation. And now, reconciliation is two-way, isn't it? It's both. See, forgiveness is, is one way. Reconciliation is two ways. So now we both come. And of course, the husband has to do the same things that we're calling the wife to do. He's got to humble himself. He's got to deal with his own angry heart. He's got to be forgiving against his, his wife. And now work towards reconciling. And we know that, like 2 Corinthians 5, that the Lord Jesus was in the world reconciling us 
to the Father, reconciling us to each other. He did the ministry of reconciliation, and he's given that to us. So this should be what we're about. We want peace. We don't want war. Romans 12 talks about that, verse 18, that uh, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. So, So this is what we want. And yet, I think it's Psalm 120, verse 121, where David says, I want peace, but they want war. So how do I how do I have peace with people that just want to fight, just want war against me? It's just, let's not only have a ceasefire, but let's have peace. Let's have the, the grace and peace of the Lord abide in our homes. That's what we want. And that's why we call this ministry compassionate counselors, is we're not we're we're not hard on people. We're not rough with people. We say, no, you have to follow the word of God just like we do. You have to submit to the word of God just like we do. And that's that's another issue. We talked about that before, Dominic, but the wife has to be willing to submit to her husband, even in areas where she may not agree with him. That's what submission is all about. You know, we have three minutes left, and and obviously as I'm listening to you talk about this, because the last couple of minutes, I want you let them know where they can, where they can get the book, maybe an email, if you can repeat all that, because that's important. But thank God that as I'm listening to you, thank God we have God, the Holy Spirit, because that's who you're going to depend on in this whole counseling session. You yes. can, we can talk to a blue in the face, give all the scriptures, we got to pray that God, the Holy Spirit, uh, enlivens your words to the woman or the man. And and it's that's all we can do. All plants, Apollos waters, only God can grant the increase. Our prayer for David's counseling is that the Holy Spirit backs him because, and not only, let, let me say it better, that the Holy Spirit enlivens the words that he's saying to the ones that are reviling, because David is going to use biblical counseling and biblical scripture. And that's what's important. David, this has been an honor. I've learned a lot, obviously. Um, So with the last two minutes, where can they find you? Um, And I know you gave your number, but you know, what about the book? Where can they find the book? Where can they find the other books? I don't mind repeating that. I know you don't because maybe somebody gets this in the middle. They come on in the middle. Um, and again, you can go to Christian Podcast Community and they'll continue to uh, play this over. But David, last two minutes, uh, take, sure. us home. take us home. Sure. Yeah, you can reach me at CompassionateCounselors.com. That's my website. You can contact me there. There's a contact button there. You can also get all four of the books that I've written on there. And again, you know, Dominic, I'm not getting big royalties over these books. So, <laughs> so um, I'm not getting rich with people buying books, but um, I, I just want to help people. You know, that that's that's the main goal. All of my books are available on Amazon as well, Amazon.com. Amazon was willing to publish my books when nobody else would, which I thought was ironic. A, a sec- secular, godless company will publish biblical books, but biblical companies won't. But isn't that funny? You can get a hold of me there. You can call me, 602-384-4417. That's my phone number. And um, I'm I'm right here in Phoenix. Be glad to help anybody. 
especially the men that are suffering right now. I know there's a lot of them out there. I know there's men. I know there's men out there that are telling, that are saying, I know a guy that's going through this. Hook him up with Dominic's podcast and uh, and let him let him get some help because that's what we want: compassionate help. The ministry is compassionate counselors. Yet this is a massive problem: reviling wives. We just want to help. Thanks for having me it, on, Dom. Yeah, David, man, I love you, man. This is good. I mean, you know, it's it these these uh, Zoom sessions and radio. It, it also gives it's good fellowship, and and I appreciate that. This is Street Talk Theology, where we take theology. Thank you, David, and bring it to the streets. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. Mm-hmm.